the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode of the College Planning Edge was originally broadcast on our Facebook page, facebook.com, Lockwood College Prep, in December of 2020. It was the last episode we did of the year for that live show, which is Tuesdays at 10 a.m., and we discussed recent early decision and early action results, which were a little confusing slash befuddling, and our predictions for the upcoming regular round as well as financial aid results, negotiations, and some predicted upcoming changes for Class of 22 and beyond. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. And if you have any questions at all, you can pop them in our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lockwood College Prep, or you could email us, vip at lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Enjoy. Welcome to our final, final episode of College Talk Tuesday for 2020. Pearl and Andy Lockwood. Hello, Pearl. Hello, Andy. Good morning, everyone. We've seen each other this morning already, but mm-hmm. we're just doing this for the show. Hello. Hi. Okay. <laughs> so so last week, uh, I went solo with uh, with College Talk Tuesday, and I said it was, was going to be the last one of the year, and then a lot of admissions uh, results came out, and I felt like, okay, we need to go back on because uh, we want to try to help make sense of it. It was a weird, uh, I guess, opening gambit, so to speak, for um, college admissions, particularly early decisions. A lot of people got deferred uh, that we thought had a really good chance of getting in to the top choice schools. Uh, we heard about some people who got in who we think, you know, in a perfect world should not have gotten in. in. a merit-based system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so mm, it was really... Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, so it was it was really kind of um, interesting. Uh, but we, we had some great results also with, with our client base. And um, we're trying to, you know, we're still trying to make sense of, of it all because it's still very, very early. Uh, you know, the, uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the spring with the kids who got deferred. Um, and what the statistics of those kids were and if there's anything to be gleaned from that. Perhaps colleges are protecting their yields more, deferring more so that they can be more careful about selecting those who they think will matriculate to their school, saying yes back to them, which of course affects their yield and affects their rankings in U.S. News and World Reports, for example, things the colleges care about. So um, it seems like the applications were way up at a lot of the you know ultra competitive elite schools mm-hmm. uh, and some of the you know lesser elite schools, and then um, and then uh, but it was mixed. It was a mixed bag at some of the non Ivies in terms of total applications. Mm-hmm. Um, also hearing that a lot of financial aid forms were not filed this year compared to last year. And there are some changes brewing that we're going to be talking about in terms of uh, financial aid. And we're also starting to get some test results back for, for juniors, which, which is nice. So there's the question of, you know, how much those count, um, not only for admissions, but also for merit, which we're still still sorting through. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, it was de- so far it's been up and down. I think that's the best way to, to describe it. Right. 
Um, what I think one big cause of the increased applications obviously was the test optional right. um, component. Yeah. But I don't know if more qualified people um, applied this year. I know that applications were up overall, but they really can't. I don't know mathematically well, how there can be more qualified people. I'll but, tell you how. Well, what I was going to say was <laughs> I, I think the the um, what, what we're learning, and this is not different than any year, is that colleges have their own agendas. Uh, in oh, terms yeah. of what they are looking for, and and uh, our definition, you know, you're going to say whatever you're going to say, but our our definition about who's qualified is um, maybe not the right. Uh, it may not be what's being measured. Yeah, that's the thing. It may not be the right factor. It's it's really more about what our college is looking for this year compared to last year. I think um, uh, certainly people who can pay full price. Yeah. <clears throat> that that's um, more important this year than ever. Yeah. Certainly. Um, a lot of the uh, diversity and access, you know, stuff seems to be playing a huge role Absolutely. this year. Um, legacy kind of mixed. You know, we know people who got in and people who got deferred who, who right. were legacies at certain schools. And uh, maybe those schools are banking on the fact that legacies will still come. They can rely maybe on that population more if they defer them. Yeah. Possibly. Um, but at the, at the, by the same token, I, I thought that um like like in 2008 there would be more early decision yes um add yeses which seems to be the case but not necessarily at the super lead ivy schools maybe at a, at a level down early decision seems to have been uh, more heavily weighted this year than years past but i don't think at least anecdotally and talking to other my colleagues and reading up i don't think that across the board at ivy and near ivy caliber schools early decision admits they may have actually been down a right. little bit um, compared to pre previous years because of this massive swell of applications. Right. And the the other reason, uh, just from a practical standpoint, as to why there perhaps are so many deferrals, what little bit of research I've done into the data that's now come out is um, uh, admissions offices were utterly overwhelmed by the number of applications that came in this year and just having the manpower to properly give attention to each uh, application that's put forth, even if it was just the lack of time, that could have ended up being deferrals across the board because there was little, too little time to uh, give each application its its due. The other well, factor, on that, to that point, one, right. one of the, one of the more interesting uh, emails I saw this year was from um, Villanova, which said, um, "I know you applied early, but we need a few more weeks, so right. we're not going to be we're not going to be getting back not to ready. you." Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other factor, which I think last year when we saw the schools closing down and the writing on the wall for the 2020 graduates. Many thought, and then sort of came away from this thought, that there would be so many 2020 applicants added together into the 2021 graduate pool applicants. So two years of high school graduates applying for the one year of slots is what everyone felt was going to happen at the close of last year. However, perhaps it was just our cross-section. It did not feel, uh, based on the information we had, that most 2020 kids were going to do something other than matriculate to the schools. We found that most 2020 graduates did, in fact, matriculate to the schools that they were planning to go to. 
Um, yeah, the, but, there was only about four percent of people who deferred compared to the high two to three percent range in previous years. But perhaps it's more than we think, and maybe some of those twenty twenty applicants are. You know, causing the increase in the applicants this year, yeah. perhaps doesn't seem to be the case yet, but we'll right. we'll keep an eye on it, I guess. So I'm very curious uh, what, what you guys have experienced. So let me just say good morning to Carmen and Christina and Michelle and Christina said she had deferral here. Uh, uh, Philippa, good morning from the left coast. Uh, Claire, Aaron, Chuck, Lisa. And Rachel, good morning to you also. Yeah, what, what are you guys hearing? Just I want to just sort of take an informal poll. Mm -hmm. uh, we have about 40-something people on today, so it's hardly a, a huge exit poll sampling, you know, like for politics. Hmm. But um, I, I would like to uh, hear your, your experiences um, so far. Just pop them right in. Let us know what, what you've heard. Um, you know, every, every year there's always, um, you know, we've been doing this a long time. So... I'm, I'm used to hearing people say, wow, this is a harder year than ever. And, you know, sometimes it's true to some extent. Uh, this year definitely felt different from the sheer numbers of, of, uh, of applications that went in, particularly the Ivy League schools. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens. That's all. That's, I know I keep saying that, but that's all we can really say at yeah. this point. Right. Um, because, could be a trend, could be an anomaly. Not sure yet. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, so so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through your your uh, experiences as you as you share them, either live or on replay. By the way, uh, let's talk a little bit about financial aid. So um, we're, we're sort of in a holding pattern right now for seniors. They've um, you know you've, you've gotten all the applications in, starting to hear it back. I'm starting to try to negotiate a couple of offers because um, uh, for early decision offers but in general we want to wait till all the offers come in if you're applying regular decision because the more hours in your quiver you have to play the schools off against each other the better right. um <laughs> next year there's been some i don't know if it's passed but there's been some legislation that's been proposed to uh, which i don't think is really going to affect um, a lot of our clients but i want to report on it anyway um there's some talk about decreasing the number of questions on the fafsa now fafsa is used for federal aid and, and frankly most of our clients don't qualify for federal aid so, so mo most of the money that we see our clients getting comes from the uh, either merit side or from the college endowments themselves, usually um, evaluated based on the CSS profile, which I don't think will ever change. If not, it'll be more complicated. So, it's um, gotten increasingly so. It, it, Nitpicky and invasive. Okay. So, it's, so there's two opposite trends here. FAST is getting easier. Mm -hmm. um, they're also increasing the, um, the level of funding for the Pell Grant. It's it's up. It's going to be up to uh, I think sixty seven hundred dollars instead of in the low sixes. Right. And um, one thing that I am going to throw out there in a non politically correct fashion is now you can still qualify the Pell Grant even if you've had a conviction for drug use. Oh, so I won't be getting that question anymore. My kid's never done drugs. Why is this on here? Right. Okay. Oh, I thought your kid did drugs. That's why. Yeah. So so um, I'm happy as a taxpayer to pay any drug dealer or drug user. Okay, I had, I had to say that. So um, that was a joke. <laughs> For those of you who don't have a truth-based joke. Yeah. So, all right, so let's get into some of these comments here. Uh, Sophia, oh, good morning. Admitted two schools. One was not even early decision. That's interesting. That's good. Congrats. Yeah, that's great. Um, Tulane had an 11% yeah. increase in applications this year. Yeah, I love, I love when they say that. It's almost like they're surprised, but they are – 
they are so enmeshed in big data. They they can modulate their applications uh, on and off every year. They're they're creating that market for themselves. So there's no surprise there. Um, they're they're a hot school because they've done that. Uh, Edie to Monmouth, but haven't heard back from Rachel Fernandez. Michelle Baum didn't apply anywhere ED, but Grace got into every school she applied to EA. Great. That's great. awesome. Yeah. It's, Congrats. it's been good for EA, I think, this That's year. Fabulous. Um, uh, Philippa Canelli has heard a strange mix of ED results here. Good. Yes, you had a great result. Um, Carmen Bissell, 12 early action applications getting replies, but waiting. Okay. Yeah, it's mm. a waiting game. Good job in getting those applications in. Rachel Fernandez. Scranton and Utica, good. good. Yeah, those are nice. uh, good schools. Hopefully, they're giving you some money too. Um, Claire Warner, she's got a child in college at LSU. A lot of kids stayed mm. at community college for one semester. I right. think that's what CC means, and deferred a semester, not a year. Right? Yeah, that, that's what that matches what we've heard too. Um, all right, here's a question for you, Pearl, from um, Philippa. When is it likely to get the financial aid package or offer? How does that happen? <clears throat> Email snail mail. We have not heard despite acceptance last Thursday. Okay. Well, uh, if it's an early decision school, you should hear any moment, any minute you should hear from an early decision financial aid package if you've been accepted. Early action and regular decision will likely be longer anywhere from a few weeks to even a few months from now before you'll hear back. Um, financial aid for regular decision is likely not to come in before March or April. And we cannot stress enough that it is important not to jump the gun with wanting to, you know, rush ahead and appeal the award because you got something back that sounds good. And you got something else back, but you're literally leaving all these other possibilities and you don't get multiple bites at the appeal apple, if you will. You don't get to, and we have this too, and we have this too, and this one, and this one, and this one. It does not work like that. It will not help you get more money if that's your goal, which I assume it is if you're appealing an award. So you know, someone asked me that yesterday. It's a lesson in patience this it, year. Someone asked me yesterday, I, I'm about to send in one appeal, and then I'm going to get the other offers in, and I'm going to send another appeal in. And I said the same thing. I said, no, let's just do one shot. Don't, right. don't, don't keep dripping on them. That's annoying. Yes. All right, good. All right, so I got some more questions here and some comments. Uh, Aaron applied to eleven schools at EA. Seven acceptances so far. Good. Congrats. Waiting our top awesome. three. No word on top two, but many others have heard back already. It's early. Should worry us? No, it's very early. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, okay, <laughs> good. Uh, good job to Veronica for making the presidential honor roll. Congratulations. Rachel loves our sense of humor. Uh, I'm not. I'm not joking at all. <laughs> <Here> am <I. laughs> um, Michelle Delutri, what's up with SCSU merit of three thousand dollars? What does that pay for? Athletic scholarship, but no academic scholarship. Yeah, the state university. Unfortunately, when one of the uh, word letters in your acronym stands for state. Yeah, state universities. Uh, that that's a that's a fairly big award for state universities. Yeah. They just so much of getting money for school has to do with where you apply. Some schools are not generous at all. And and generally state schools are, are the worst unless they're offering merit aid yeah. and you're really at the tip top of your class. Uh, Lisa Lair, acceptances to eight, waiting on six early actions, merit from one state school based on grades only. Okay. Um, you may, you may, by the way, you may hear back about merit from some of the schools you have heard for from already. 
some schools do not include the merit award in the acceptance letter and simply put it all together in a financial aid package. Part two, Lisa's question. We sent test scores which are higher than GPA, so I wonder if this change hurt my son. Um, probably not. You know, it might. If anything, it's going to be neutral, but probably helpful, especially yeah. for merit. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Delutri, kids are devastated. Yeah, it's a rough year. Every it's, year it, it happens. So every year. So it's an opportunity to see how much character these kids have and test their abilities to pivot, deal with adversity, because there's plenty of it in life, as we all certainly have become intimately aware uh, of this 2020 year. So. You have to, it's awful, It's you feel bad, you're helpless, but you have to, as a parent, look at this as an opportunity. If, if the congratulations my kid got in is not the path that you're currently on, because that hasn't happened for you yet, and you're dealing with someone who's sad and upset, this is your time to step up in the driver's seat of being a parent, and this is the time that you feel grateful that you're with kid, your kid, and you're alive on this earth to get them through, give them the tools to deal with this adversity, perhaps some of their first bout of bouts of adversity in their lives. That's the opportunity you have, whether you're aware of it or not. Thank you, Dr. Pearl Spock. Dr. Pearl. Well, there are choices to be made no, in this scenario. I was just alluding to the doctor controversy. We're Jewish doctors. <laughs> Oh, right, that. Um, no. All right, um, I'm Dr. Pearl Chisner, Lockwood. That's right, I yeah. went to my Juris doctor and everyone these days who... Um, What's well, a hard okay. degree. Never. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, from the Facebook viewer calling herself Ann Panopoulos, mm -hmm. <laughs> five for five, all EA with merit. Thanks to you guys, still waiting for six more terrific results. Congrats. Candace awesome. Hudson, students deferred for North Carolina A&T, pretty bummed. Mm. How can I encourage her? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, you you have it's a long game, not the short game. It's got well, no reflection it, on her, right? Except at this point forward, if the game is not over, you mm -hmm. did not get a rejection. She's simply been put into a regular decision yeah. category, and if that is still her first choice, um, communicate to the communicate school, to the updates. school, make them know that, give them updates of anything that will improve her candidacy, updated grades, updated awards, honors, anything. All right. Laura Luckwood. Hi. Owen has heard from five schools so far. Yeah. Got some money and one defer. Nice. Congrats. I guess he is actually going to college. That's great. I guess he takes after you. Yeah. Did Jeff go to an accredited college? <laughs> All right. Um, hello to Michelle. Pearl, great words. Thank you. Uh, I agree. Christina Albano, if a school requests an interview with your student, I would think that's potentially a good thing. No, as opposed to your prior video about how many alumni interviews don't get considered in the admissions process. Right. Yeah, it depends on who's requesting the interview. Mm -hmm. If it's admissions, yes, that, that's a good thing. If it's an alumni, I don't care how great they tell you you're a good fit for the school. And don't don't falsely get your hopes up from that necessarily from an alumni interview. It's not a bad thing. No, but it's just not as as great as you had hoped. Right. Yeah. All right. Good. So now um, we're going to bring in. Our celebrity guest tutor, uh, Marissa Uneberg. Hello, Marissa. Good morning. Good morning, doctors. Nice, Doctor Doctor Uneberg. Doctor, exactly. Yes. We're three, all doctors. Yeah, we we have almost a law firm here. Poor <laughs> um, medical practice. Yeah, do we cheat him and how? Um, so 
we're going to talk a little bit now about uh, what you're seeing so far with the latest uh, SAT results and some good news. And then I want to ask you about, you know, what you're hearing going forward and about, you know, cancellations and all the, all the stuff that we've been talking about basically uh, every month. Okay. So I've gotten so far only good news from our students. Awesome. Um, increases between 80 and 300 points. So I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, still waiting to hear from some students. So if you're listening to this now, please send me an email <laughs> and let me know how you did. Um, I know we talked about one student who was quite a success story uh, where we really, really struggled with the reading section for months. She's a one-on-one -on -one private tutor. Um, and finally, with the use of my reading technique, she's cracked the reading section. I think she had like a 760 in it or something, like an incredible wow. score. Yeah, yeah where did you start? In reading? Yeah. Uh, maybe 550? Wow. Wow. Very starting score. Um, always running out of time, right? Which causes anxiety, which means you're going to do worse even on the questions that you did do. Mm -hmm. But using our reading strategy, she ended up having extra time at the end to go over some of her questions. So That's we're awesome. very, very happy about the results. Still waiting for ACT. Um, they don't announce an exact release date. Uh, people on the internet have been theorizing that today was the day, but so far, word on the internet is that it, no one's gotten any scores. So for those of you waiting for the ACT score, probably somewhere between today and, and the 24th. Well, you're on the internet. Why should we believe you? That's true. Don't believe anything I say. I believe okay. everything you say. Okay. <laughs> probably between now and Thursday, although it might happen maybe the day after Christmas. So so getting back to the reading thing, <coughs> um, do you do you approach that? Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth because it's been like two years since I saw you teach. <laughs> do you do you approach the reading almost like a math problem with with kind of uh, ferreting out like what you need to focus on or what what just briefly explain how you can help someone with yeah, their reading? It's very my approach is a very strategic approach. You know, I don't approach reading the way you should approach reading in your everyday life or in your classes. You know, our goal is not to have a full understanding of the text. Our goal is to actually just find the answers and figure out the quickest way to find that answer and figure out how to recognize the patterns that we see, the way they write the right answers, the way they write the wrong answers. So that that's the basics. Well, and I imagine that saves a lot of time. And of course, the whole point yeah. is to master the game, not not to be the world's greatest reader. Not to give a book report. Uh, yeah, I'm not like an overall reading teacher. <laughs> it's just yeah. specifically for the standardized tests. We were quite literate. So, um, so what are you, so what are you hearing about uh, test center cancellations, and what's what are your pro tips on uh, for for eleventh graders? And I know we have some classes starting in January, which we want to promote. Which January I'll... and February, depending on yeah. your ACT. Um, the test cancellations, they're getting better. I've had fewer and fewer complaints, although it's still happening in, in our area sporadically. Um, kind of random. Like sometimes I can't figure out why school canceled. <laughs> um, I had one student out east whose school was in session um until the day before the test and then they canceled it because i think one student got diagnosed with covid so they canceled the sat the next day which 
I don't quite understand why, but um, it's but, for our safety, Marissa. But everything else makes so much sense. Like I, I had heard that they had had more infections earlier and didn't cancel school, but I I don't know. Um, anecdotally, for those of you in our area, in the Long Island area, New York area, um, I have been noticing fewer cancellations the further east you are. So if you're in New York City, you might want to consider signing up for a test center on Long Island, maybe even Suffolk County if you have a car. Is that because the um, sunlight is earlier there and it yeah. disinfects? Yeah. <laughs> There's overall, more sunlight the further east you are. Have there been any um, COVID-related sections on, oh. in reading or science yet? I, probably not because I believe they start making these sections probably years <laughs> before the test is released. <clears throat> so, so maybe 2025? Yeah, maybe in a few years we'll see some COVID-related sections. I think that was just the greatest question anyone could ever ask you. I'm so proud of myself. Congratulations, Doctor. <laughs> doctor. Thank you, Doctor. 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 May I have a doctor. word with you? Doctor. Um, okay. So uh, what else do you have to <laughs> Yeah, too bad. <laughs> on, on I don't that, like it. What else do you have to say on that <laughs> on, on, uh, on, on that note? Any 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 tips going forward? Hey. You know, again, in terms of flexibility, I guess overscheduling, right? For uh, for for testing. Yeah, I, I would schedule, I would sign up for as many tests as possible. Right now for the SAT, that would be uh, March, May, and June. So I would just sign up for all of them. And then yeah. at some point, I think, in, I'm not sure when they open up the summer registration now, probably June. Any word on wh whether the ACT is actually going to allow just section only retesting? I have no idea. You know, I, I looked on both the College Board and ACT websites. I looked on their social media last night, and like their latest announcement was like from months ago. Yeah, right. no um, I'm waiting to hear about the section retesting, and I'm waiting to hear about remote testing for yeah. the ACT. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, they're being conspicuously silent about it. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Stop talking about it, and then it'll just go away. Yeah, I mean, by the time they get it up, you know, the whole country will be vaccinated. So right, no, but I, I remember, like in April, they were like, "Okay, it's coming. We're going to offer remote testing." Oh, yeah, they were really like, yeah, yeah, and then just kind of, oh, this is definitely going to happen. And I haven't heard a peep since. And yeah. they were so vague about the launch date; they just said 2021. What hmm. does that mean? <laughs> um, so, so in terms of, um, it's probably more of a, a me question, I guess. But in terms of what colleges are looking for for uh, 2022 kids, um, in terms of test optional or not, it looks like they would rather see test scores. That that still seems to be what they're saying, either between the lines or so far from from their um, some of the results. Um, but whether or not a college is mm -hmm. test optional. Meritade seems to still be uh, very heavily predicated on how well you score. That could change, but that is, um, if, there, if no other reason besides, you know, other than probably helping your chances of admission, if your mm -hmm. test scores are higher than the, the, the you know, the top 25% or so, um, it's going to be very helpful for, uh, for Meritade, it, it seems like still. So this cycle hasn't finished yet for 2021 kids. But um, that seems to be the anecdotal evidence thus far, and we'll keep an eye on that too. All right. Um, so you have what? Which of your courses starts on? I think it's the fourth. Is it the SAT or the ACT? 
That's the ACT for the February ACT. Okay. That starts January 4th. That starts January 4th, I think. I'll pull it up on the my yeah, thing. It's lockwoodtestprep.com. Um, and I believe our do have a discount code. I forget. <laughs> nice. Uh, just message us if you want the um, discount code. Um, yeah, so our March SAT class starts in February, and then our February ACT class starts January 4th. Hmm. So for those of you, that's typically not a very popular test, but I have a sneaking suspicion this year it will be. Right. I agree. And I think everybody should sign up for it if you are studying for the ACT, just because we don't know what's going to happen with cancellations in the future. Exactly. The plan on the earliest test that you can. Um, what about 10th graders? So Lisa Lair has a question um, about when a 10th grader should start. Should it be in the summer? Or what's what's your recommendation? If, I, I, really if like, I really like starting in the summer before your junior year. Um, it depends also on the student. Like if the student has already taken Algebra 2, mm -hmm. you can start earlier. The tests cover the bulk of Algebra 2. So if your kid is a, a year ahead in math, you should might want to consider prepping for the SAT or the ACT a year earlier. Because the further you get from uh, Algebra 2, the more you're going to forget that content. And the contents that's tested before Algebra 2. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and Lisa, uh, the answer is yes. Do you offer private tutoring? All that stuff is, all the packages are listed on LockwoodTestPrep.com. So great question. All right. Um, anything else any any of you doctors needs to say before we wrap up and get back to the OR? An apple a day. <laughs> Dr. Marissa? Uh, well, on, on the note of health, uh, if you are taking the SAT or the ACT um, in the next coming months, uh, please eat a healthy breakfast. Fast, <laughs> <laughs> avoid sugars and refined carbs that will make you crash and make it difficult to concentrate on the test. And what about washing your hands for 20 seconds? Because I know everyone is doing that still. Absolutely. I know everybody is being completely like 100% on the ball. Hygienic. Good. Yeah, in every way. We've covered so much in this show. So um, I hope I hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you for being part of it. And this is actually, truthfully, the last episode of the year. Unless we come on next Tuesday. I, we're not. We're not. Yeah. But we, we might. Okay. If there's an emergency, we'll, we'll come on. Okay. We may have an exciting last bit of news in 2020. Okay. But barring that, uh, have a great, uh, thank you for being with us this year. Thank you for supporting us and sharing and liking and all that stuff and helping us expand our reach and being with us all the way. And hopefully you're finding this valuable and have a great new year and we'll catch up with you in 2021. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle Group Coaching Membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass, um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid, and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits, check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code PODCAST for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.